Welcome to the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast. I'm your transformational host, Lainey Love Dalby, and I'm on a mission to free human spirits to sparkle shamelessly and step into their authentic power, including you, beloved listener. On this podcast, we're gathering fireside from around the globe for monthly interviews, storytelling, spiritual teachings, and sacred practices with style, sass, and the sacred. Come on over to LaineyLoveDalby.com for more spiritual and leadership development resources. And now, on to the show! Hello, beloveds! We are so thrilled to be back here with you today on the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast during this potent portal of transformation. And we have a special series that we're doing on the art of divination in honor of the Sacred Revolution Multimedia Oracle Deck crowdfunding campaign that's currently live until the end of 2020. And there's a celebratory energy today as well, since we just reached 102% in the campaign yesterday, which is just so awesome. And we're so grateful for the support. So I wanna invite you here to take a moment to really visualize that we're gathering in our virtual sacred circle now from across the globe for an intimate fireside chat with my beloved soul art sister, Jen Blumenthal. And I really wanna invite you to just breathe in all of our beloveds that are circling around and nestling up next to the fire and allow yourself to just fully arrive here now into this sacred container from wherever you are tuning in to join us. And just close your eyes and take a deep breath into the connection here now. Mm-hmm. Make some noise since we're mm-hmm. in the portal of transformation. Let's take another couple deep breaths like that. As we were just saying before, we have mm. it's an expansive time, but not a balanced time. <laughs> One more. Feels good. Mm. So good. <laughs> so I am so deeply honored and grateful to have Jen beaming in to our ephemeral Soul Sparkle Sanctuary with us today. Welcome, sister. Thank you. Thank you. So, so glad to be here. So glad to have you. So Jen Blumenthal is the founder of Intuition School and a human spirit guide for awakening women on the search for the truth of who they are. You see why I love her already. (laughs) These women want to use and trust their intuition, express their voices through creativity and develop their spiritual gifts so they can heal themselves and find their truths and then help others do the same. In Intuition School, Jen guides the journey to the self by working with the wisdom of Oracle cards, practicing the creative spiritual process of soul art and learning to clear out energy, upgrade our mindsets and heal the layers of who we are, not so that our true selves can shine through. So just really wanting our true selves to shine through and all that you're doing, healing those layers. So, so amazing to have you and just so grateful for the work that you're doing in the world, especially around helping people connect to Oracle cards. Thank you. It's my, it's my passion. I love it. 
<laughs> so that's why we're so thrilled to have you here on the podcast series with this Art of Divination, this special. So I'd love to jump right in and really ask you when you were first drawn to Oracle cards and what really the greatest magic in them is for you. Yeah, well, um, let me tell you a little bit about how I got there. So I spent the first 20, 25 years of my career as a database developer. So very left-brained, very linear, logical. And in 2011, I had been taking this jewelry making course and I had, I've made friends with the teacher and she was very new agey. And she invited me to go to this new age fair. It's called the Galactic Expo in Nashville. It might be the biggest one in the country. And I was super open-minded and I was like, okay, I'll go. But I was really afraid of the psychics. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to get a reading because the psychics are just going to tell me when I'm going to die. They're going to tell me the terrible things that are going to happen. And I can't even look at them because they're going to know that I'm afraid of them. So I went to this new age fair and um, spent my time looking at the crystals and rocks and stuff. And while she was getting her reading and I had a great time. And so we left and I, I felt like that was a success. You know, like I had my first introduction there. Later that year, that same friend invited me to go on retreat for an 11-11-11 ceremony. <clears throat> and at the ceremony, and I didn't know anything about this, right? Like I'm totally a virgin in this, you know, in, in the new age world and in a spiritual journey. And we were going to go do this 11-11-11 ceremony and um, dig crystals in Arkansas. And I was like, okay, I'll go. I just had this feeling like I should really go. I didn't know anything about it, but I decided to go. So we went and it was a group of five women and we all rode together, which was really out of my comfort zone. Like, like I like to be in charge. I like to know when I can come and go. We stayed in this like giant um, collaborative room, hotel room. So I didn't have my own space anywhere, but I was like, I just have to do this. And so I got to dig crystals from the earth. All of the women were Reiki practitioners or Reiki masters or Reiki teachers. Like I was introduced to all this stuff that weekend and it opened a whole new world for me. And the lady who led the retreat, she said, in January, I'm going to teach a Reiki um, course. And I was like, you send me the information and I will be there. So in the beginning of 2012, I got Reiki certified couple months later, I got my Reiki master certification, even though you're supposed to wait, but I was like, I can't wait. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So the new age fair comes around again the next year. And I go with my friend again. And this year I'm like, I'm going to get a reading. So I go and I, I think I had two readings and they were really fun. Nobody told me I was going to die. <laughs> you know, nobody told me terrible things like the, what I thought was just so funny and so ridiculous to me now, but they were really good experiences. And so I, it got me on this path of like psychic development and energetic development. So I started working with a new teacher. Her name was Alexandra and taking psychic development classes from her. And she also taught a tarot class. And so of course I was taking like all of her courses. So I took her tarot class and I was like, okay, this is really interesting. And I don't know exactly what point it was, but somehow I started looking at Oracle decks because I didn't really connect with the artwork on the tarot because it was the Rider Waite. And I was just like, eh, okay, whatever. But I found this deck that I loved. It was called the Path of the Soul. And I don't think they it's even made anymore, but it was nothing but fractal art. So there are no 
symbols, no images, no words on the cards, just a number and a fractal art pattern, but I loved them. And so I'm taking these courses from her and learning about spiritual development and psychic development. The New Age Fair rolls around the next year, and I had joined Nashville Psychic Meetup Group, and this, the, the psychic community is very big in Nashville. And so they had a booth at the New Age Fair, and we could give readings. So this third time around, now I'm giving readings. I'm working at the booth giving readings with cards. And I'm using my Path of the Soul, <clears throat> excuse me, my Path of the Soul cards. But I was new, and so I'm sitting at my booth, not busy, right? And so my teacher walks up, and she was this little old grandmother who wore a beehive. Like, you would never know that she was this powerful, like, medicine woman. But she walks up to me, and she sits down at my booth, and she says, okay, pretend like you're giving me a reading because it's going to look like you're in demand and then people are going to want to come and do and get readings from you. And I was like, okay. So I pull cards for her and I go and reach for the book because that's how I read cards those days. Like I didn't know how to get the messages. I didn't trust that I could get the messages. And I pulled the book out and she put her hand down on my book and she said, don't use the book. And I was like, oh, she said, just make it up. Just tell me what you see in the cards. And here's me like, oh, um, what, you know, you want me to do what? So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I put the book aside and I'm just kind of describing what I see in the cards and the patterns and a little bit, I got right. Most of it, I didn't, but what that did for me was it gave me this breakthrough moment, this permission to access the invisible mm -hmm. and the permission to get my own information. So that, that opened up a whole world for me that changed everything. And so then I knew I wanted to really read cards for people and, and do healing work with people. So fast forward, I'm still a little scared to give readings. I'm still a lot scared to give readings. This is probably two years later. And I have started a business. So you can imagine it's not going very well if I'm afraid to give readings, right? But I'm dedicated and I'm like, I'm doing this. So I'm working with this coach and I was about to go to a business seminar for a weekend. And she said, bring your cards. You're going to offer to do readings for people. And I was like, what? I can't do that. She's like, you're bringing your cards. Just do it. And I was like, okay, because I couldn't not do it. It was in my soul so hard. So we go to the seminar. We're having dinner the first night. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I say to everybody, Hey, everybody, I brought my Oracle cards. If anybody wants a reading, I'm going to do them in the lobby after work, after work, after dinner. And the whole table was like, I want a reading. I want a reading. And so it became this like huge thing. And I was like, what have I done? What have I gotten myself into? So we go to the hotel after dinner and we all go to our rooms to kind of get changed and things. I go get my cards. And on the way down, I am making up this story, this excuse about why my readings aren't that good. Like if anybody is questioning them, if anybody's like they're reading, if it does, if nothing comes out, I have this excuse ready. And my, my excuse was, well, I'm not predicting things with the cards. I am reading the energy mm -hmm. of what's going on in your life. And I can see the energetic patterns. So this was my excuse. And as I'm saying this to myself, I was like, ah, oh, that's how I'm using the cards. That's what the cards do for me. And in that moment, 
it was just like my confidence went from nothing to bing because now I know how the cards are working for me. And so we ended up having like two or three hours where I'm giving readings. Someone else is like over on the couch doing Reiki for people. It was like this whole little healing circle we had. And we did it two nights in a row. It was really fun. Mm. So it was in that space of like first getting permission to get my own messages and then figuring out how they worked for me that brought the magic Mm. that now there's such a part of my life now. I mean, it's just, I've used them ever since and I, and I love introducing other people to that magic. Hmm. Oh, I love that story. I love so much too about how you stepped into your, your ecstatic embodied leadership potential as well. <laughs> the struggle with that and the, you know, the journey and the trials of, of really that inner critic and, and those pieces of when we have these aha moments that really crystallize our soul's calling. And you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, that. Doing. I get it. Amazing. Thank you. And, you know, I love, I love that sort of download around not using the book as well. It's, it's one of the reasons why with the sacred revolution Oracle deck that, you know, it does have a guidebook, but it's multimedia and none of the cards will have words on them because mm-hmm. I really want people to be able to receive the transmission that is in the art to let the art, the, the, the symbols, the colors, the textures, the crystals, the medicine to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And then if people want to look at the book, they can, or they can skip the book and go straight to the embodiment practice to really anchor in those archetypal energies with the guided practices. So, you know, I love, I love that that has been part of your journey as well of just like weaning away from the dependency on the book and just tapping into the energy Uh that is in the transmission and letting Uh that be what, what speaks and informs you and, and offers you the medicine. So I really love that. So thank Thank you. you. And that's exactly what I teach my students is the book has, the book does have value and it does have meaning, but there's so much more to it. And it's your own inner wisdom that needs to connect with whatever medicine the card has for you in that moment. So yeah, exactly. Love it. And that's so much the beauty of of the art of divination is that it helps us to tap into our own inner wisdom and Mm -hmm. it helps us to return to our own truth and our own agency. So that's one of the reasons I love, love, love this practice. And just, you know, I'm so grateful for this ancient modality that has really had a resurgence, especially more in Mm -hmm. recent years. I mean, we've been doing this for hundreds of thousands of years, but it it has definitely come more into modern consciousness at this time um, in a powerful way. So with that, I'd love to know how you use Oracle cards in your sacred work. I know, you know, you've already explained a little bit, but I'm curious to know a little bit deeper how, how the cards come into your work. Yeah. So I use them in lots of ways in my work. So of course I do readings for people. Um, I also um, am a light language channel. And so when I do my light language work, when I do custom artwork for people, custom light language signatures, I start with a reading and I say, what is this about for this person? And so the readings get included in that before I even create their art. Um, I sometimes use them in my coaching sessions. Like what kind of insight do we need here? What are what do you need to add to what you're learning? You know, what's the lesson here? Um, and I use them in my yearly planning. So I like to have a discussion, a conversation with my business, with the spirit of my business. And so I will do both in a meditation. We'll have a conversation with the spirit of my business and I will have a conversation through the cards. Like I love to have conversations with the cards. You ask a question, you pull a card and that gives you the next question. Like how do you go down the path of this? So 
lots of different ways. And the, the biggest way that I use cards is that I teach people how to read them because you see all over the place deck creators and people who use decks, but there are not a lot of people who teach how to read Oracle cards. And I think it's such a valuable gift for people. And it's such a powerful tool for strengthening and developing your intuition and coming into your own, your own sovereignty and into alignment with yourself when you have your own answers and you have something that can help you do that. So I do lots of different workshops and classes all the time on Oracle cards and use them in my inner circle and just all the ways that you can use cards. I use them. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> many, many ways. And I, yeah. I love that you do the light language work and you know, most of the, the pieces that I'm creating for the Secret Revolution Oracle, there are many, many layers and light language is usually always one of the layers. Oh, yeah. That healing and prayer and intention. And now, you know, it previously, it's only been for my own personal healing journey, but spirit has now really, you know, shown me that, that this deck is about the collective healing. And so calling uh -huh. prayers, intentions, light language for the collective healing journey. So I, I love how you use the cards and, you know, and how it, it just so deeply informs your life and all those you work with and how it's such a, it's a nourishing support is what it really sounds like. You know, it's like, it really a, is. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a way that you really receive deep nourishment and connectivity with the divine. And that, that, that means of communion, which is so much what the art of divination is. And I love that you also teach it because it is true. There aren't that many, um, you know, sources to learn like oh well how do I use this is when it's somebody's first time you know and they're like well what is an oracle and I did find myself explaining to a couple of my old dearest friends when they were like so what's an oracle deck you know when when they found out about the community <laughs> they supported it but they didn't know what they were supporting right so it's like I ended up giving them a little bit of a lesson and, and it was very sweet and and it just made me realize like yeah you know that is it is a modality that can can very much be um, taught and that we can stand to learn a bit more about to be able to effectively utilize it in the world. Uh -huh. in lives, so uh -huh. absolutely. Yay. So how might someone who wants to work with cards use them in their own daily life and sort of get to better readings? Yes. So many ways. Um, I like the simplest way, especially if somebody's starting out is, you know, just ask, what do I need to know? What do I need to know about myself? What do I need to know about my day? Something really simple and pull a card each day. See what you feel and, and get from that card and then watch through the day just to see how that shows up. And then, you know, because what you're doing is you're learning how your soul communicates with you. You're learning how the divine communicates with you and you're giving it that visual of the Oracle card to kind of help you see that invisible energy. And when you pay attention to see how the card shows up in your life throughout your day, super powerful. You open up your channel in that way and you really make the connection with divine communication that you can use in all parts of your life, right? You can ask a question. So what I love is I don't use the cards to give me answers. I use the cards to give me guidance and insight. I have my own answers. I don't always know what they are, but you ask a question and you pull a card and you say, how can this help me get to my own answer? So it'll give a different perspective. It'll give insight. It'll give inspiration. It'll give some kind of guidance. So that's a way to use them. Mm -hmm. um, another way is if you're stuck, 
Like sometimes when you're stuck, you just can't see the way out or why you're stuck. And so you can pull a card and say, why am I stuck? What is, what am I supposed to be seeing here? What's the lesson I'm supposed to be learning? You know, what's keeping me stuck? How am I keeping myself stuck? And you can ask, what's the action I need to take? Or what do I need to heal? Or what do I need to release? And like the Oracle cards are going to tell you, they're going to give you the insight and the guidance on all of that. So some really simple ways to use them are just ask questions and pull the cards to see how they want to guide you to your own truth, your own answers, your own wisdom, and and trust that. Trust what you get from that because you see it create magic in your life when you do. And you you when you connect with that magic, your trust in yourself increases, your trust in your intuition, your your own knowing increases, and that that improves your own empowerment that empowers you to be more of who you are so simple actions in daily life can lead to big growth big mm. personal growth mm, i love that so much <laughs> i you know that's so much of the reason why i created the sacred revolution oracle deck is to help you be more of who you are and to mm -hmm. empower you into more of your unap unapologetic soul essence and your right what I call shameless sparkle, you know, it's like really that the magic that this is a tool that can really help us to become more of who we truly are and why we're here, which is such a deep gift, such a deep gift. Absolutely. I totally agree. <laughs> so speaking about stuck energy in one's life that the uh -huh. cards help us move through, where do you see people getting actually stuck when working with the cards specifically? Yes. Um, good question. I, I do see people get stuck. One of the ways that I see people get stuck when working with cards is when they make up too many rules to mm. use the cards. That is an ego mind thing that we have to have rules and boundaries and boxes in the ways that we work with them. So if you're like, I have to shuffle this way, you have to pull cards this way. You always have to flip your card over the same way. If you have a jumper card, you always have to do the same thing with it. You are turning off your intuition because your intuition is going to give you this flicker of guidance in the moment. So the more rules you have, the further away from your intuition you are. Let your intuition tell you what to do with the cards, how to flip the card, how to shuffle it, how to pick it, what happens if a card falls out. Like you, you decide in the moment, let, the, let your intuition tell you. That's one of the ways I see people get stuck. The other way I see people get stuck is, and I love this, is, you know, somebody will want to pull a card. They've got a million things on their mind. Um, they have a mess all over the place. They come and grab their cards and shuffle and pull a card. And then it doesn't make any sense. Because the cards, the, your reading starts long before you ever get the cards out. There is sacred space that needs to be created. There is, you, you need to clear yourself so that what you actually want to know from the cards is the energy you're sending to the deck so that it can respond to that. Like it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but there has to be the intention of getting clear, getting grounded, making sacred space to connect with your deck so that you get back from it what you want. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It's not responding to what you asked. It's responding to your messy energy. Mm -hmm. So that's another place that I see people get really stuck is that they're like, I don't, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know how to answer the question. What does this mean? And it's because they didn't do any kind of preparation to connect. Mm -hmm. So those are my two, the two biggest that I see 
Yeah. That's definitely powerful wisdom and guidance. And I know I have, I have been very guilty of that. Oh, same. <laughs> Just like trying to go too fast and like, oh, what can I do right now? Instead of really tapping in, tuning in, tapping into the energy of the deck and really respecting it as, as a portal of transformation, which is what oh. they can be for us if we hold them in that sacred esteem. So I really appreciate you mentioning that. <laughs> Of course, you're welcome. For all of us to hear, it's a very good reminder for me, even in this moment. And, you know, because knowing often, like I do pull cards in my studio and sometimes the studio, you know, is an explosion of creativity and that that might not be the best place where I, I should be actually pulling the cards at that time. And so just, you know, being mindful of that, I think is, is very valuable. So thank you. And I think that's, uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I think that's the key is being mindful. Um, Even when you're in a creative space where you've got a lot of stuff going on, you can, you can pull in your awareness in that moment and just connect with the cards and be mindful about it. So it's really more about your intention and your awareness and where your attention is flowing than it is about like the physical environment. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, um, that's definitely very powerful. And I, I know that for me, scent and holy oils, uh, are one of mm. the things that I focus and channel in my energies and all of my, um, you know, all of my shamanic healing art pieces are anointed before I begin. And I usually will anoint myself as well. And sometimes I'll even anoint my card decks. I anoint my mm-hmm. card my crystal skulls. So, you know, there can definitely be those, those um, tools and those portals to help us to bring in that mindfulness and to just trust your intuition that you know what that is for you, whether Mm -hmm. it's scent or smudging or bathing or, you know, whatever you do to clear energy, shaping, moving your body, sense, sound, toning, um, you know, to to prayer, stillness. Mm -hmm. Yes. So many different ways. So to really your intuition as that way of, okay, how can I, how can I have that mindfulness with, with the cards in a way that is going to be in service and highest service and highest good to yourself, yes. the world. Cause when we live into our revolutionary potential, it is for the good of all. And so, you know, just really appreciate that perspective, um, for sure. And I know that you mentioned, um, a jumper, and I wonder if you would be willing to share uh, what well, what the jumper card is, if people might not know, and also how you uh, how you work with the jumper cards. Mm-hmm. I love the jumper cards because it's like when the deck has something so it wants you to know so bad, <laughs> you know, you're shuffling and a card flies out of the deck. So there's a difference. You're shuffling and 16 cards fall. Probably not a jumper. Probably you just did a bad shuffle, right? But a card, one card flies out of the deck. You know, you're, you're shuffling and it just kind of fall, tumbles out and it flips over. You're like, oh, well, I must really need to know that. You know, that needs to be a part of the message, a part of the reading. And so <clears throat> depending on what part of the process that I'm in of my reading, you know, if I'm just pulling one card and I'm asking a question and a jumper flies out of the deck, I'm like, okay, well, that's my answer for this question. But, excuse me one second. Okay. Um, But if I'm like pulling a spread, you know, have I started the spread yet? Am I on the second card or the third card or the fifth card? Does this card, does the jumper card go in a certain place in the spread? Is it an extra card that's just going to give me an extra boost? That's when I let my intuition decide. Like in the moment that card flies out of the deck, what is my first instinct with what to do with that card? And I trust whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So 
Jumper is a card that flies out of the deck for something special for you. I, I love them. Love them. Oh, I love that too. Yesterday, what I pulled cards from a deck and I haven't pulled cards in a little while. I'm, I've become much more reserved and I'm just pulling them at really momentous moments mm -hmm. at this time. And just because I'm more in a creation phase. And so I had five jumpers and originally I was kind of like, and they, and they weren't in the same place, how they jumped out, but they jumped out all at the same time. And I thought, well, maybe it's just that I meant to pull one of these five. So I, I turned them over and I, but then spirit was like, no, you need it all five. And so I flipped them over. Over and they were all really resonant. So I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. But that was an extreme I love it. situation. It's it's been a while since anything like that happened. So I love them too. And it's just the universe is like literally like with flares being like, you need to look at this right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And I love and sometimes, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> sometimes it is five. Um, you know, and it sometimes it is more than one, but yeah, you get to decide that in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. And I love, you know, that's sort of like when the body communicates to us really loudly with an injury or something, you know, earlier this fall, I really badly injured my ankle on my, on my right side. And I was on the phone, um, you know, speaking to somebody and the healing actually was around the healing that I needed that that injury was pointing to was, um, was a healing with the person I was speaking mm -hmm. on with. And so it was this, you know, it, it was really <laughs> through injury in a sense and the body communicating. And I feel like that's almost similar to a jumper. It's like spirit mm -hmm. wants to get your attention about something. And it's like, if you're not listening, like, what is it going to do to like put out the Exactly. So. Exactly. I don't like the injury one so much, but sometimes they're necessary because we don't pay attention. Right? Yeah. The body has to get loud sometimes. Yeah. Like, or an yeah. ailment or just something going on. And that's a lot of what we talk about too in the Ecstatic Embodied Leadership Academy. It's like our body is a portal to our power and it is it is the channel for our divination and for mm -hmm. our wisdom to come through. And so, you know, it is part of that divinatory process too in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Letting it, letting it be so. I also teach something like that in intuition school where I talk about um, having a tell in your body when your intuition is speaking to you, because so many people are like, I don't know when it's my intuition. I'm like, your body will tell you when it's your intuition. So for me, I, it's in my solar plexus. It's like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I used to, to test a nine volt battery, you stick your tongue on it to see if it has any juice and it like zaps you. That's sort of what it feels like in my solar plexus when my intuition is like, that's your card or that's your information or that's what you need to pay attention to. I get a little zap. And so the body speaks to you to say, pay attention here, get that, <laughs> you know, do that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, interesting. I really get that. I get like truth tears, truth tears and like full body cellular, like every cell of my body <laughs> like bing and I'm like okay I need to pay attention right now yeah yeah also I've been you know a lot of times when light language wants to come in I get a really loud tone um that comes in one of my ears mm. sort of like the sign to put pen to paper um just as like a, okay now now's the time to pay attention so love that fascinating I do too <laughs> Um, so I'm wondering if you would be willing to pull, do a mini reading for us for of the course. energies for 2021 and what we like to know as we are moving through this epic portal after this shit show of a year that we've been in. <laughs> to put it nicely. Yes. Okay. So I've got my queen of the moon Oracle deck by Stacy DeMarco. I love this because each card, um, 
has a phase of the moon on it, as well as all of the beautiful images and, and symbology that's on there. So what do we need to know about 2021? Walking through the portal. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I pick cards is I'll shuffle until I either have one left or one, I've got two left, one will stick up. So let's see what these two are. Mm. <laughs> Extremes, number 34. Right. <laughs> of course, the heat, this is called the hot moon. You know, this is like the energy we're leaving, hopefully we're leaving, the extremes, the back and forth, the, 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 the pressure cooker to change. Like we've needed change for so long. It's like the body. So the earth, the universe is being the body right now and being extreme to get our attention to say, we have got to change. So we've been going through this forced kind of change in order to do something different, in order to heal on the collective, in order to awaken more people and call more people into the sacred work of the, the great awakening and the great ascension. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, this is interesting. Number 25, resistance. Mm. Resistance. You can take this different ways. So there has been resistance to change, which is why the extreme is necessary, right? We don't pay attention or we don't want to pay attention or we don't want to acknowledge and we resist what's happening naturally. Like there's nature in this card, change is happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's the resistance, like the rebel forces who are standing up to what is no longer right it's the great awakening. It's the great ascension, the great healing. The resistance is gathering and saying, we are not going to do this the, the old way anymore. The, the, the patriarchy, the, the way of control, the, the old ways, we're not doing that anymore. So there's this beautiful gathering that is swirling around where sisters and brothers were all gathering and swirling in this energy and kind of standing in this matrix together mm -hmm. and calling our powers. Like I can see us standing in a giant circle around the earth and connecting and calling this vortex of power in the center of us that is bringing the change, that is creating the change. And if you look like this is the dark, this mm -hmm. is the light. Mm -hmm. This is where we've been. This is where we're going. And what's interesting is they're both seven energies, 34 and 25. Seven is the energy of change. It's the energy of making a choice. And so we get to make a new choice. We get to bring, bring that into our, our awareness and be conscious of the choices that we're making so that we can heal and we can grow and we can be in our sovereign power and, and stand in our the truth of who we are, each one of us individually, and then bring that together collectively. Mm -hmm. So super powered for the portal we're about to walk through on Monday <laughs> to enter the new phase of what's coming in 2021. Mm. Yeah. So powerful. I love that so much. And, you know, so often the visual that we use when we gather in our soul sparkle sanctuary and our circle community is this constellation of star beings that mm. are 
connected together, sparkling shamelessly across the globe to really help flood humanity, the house of humanity with light and healing and love. And that it really is in coming together and collaboration in weaving our energies and in coming together specifically in sacred circle, as you named, to, to really create these vortexes of power that amplify our intentions, that amplify our prayers, that amplify the, the energies of that change and of that transmutation and transformation. And that's actually one of the core 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly is to gather in beloved community and sacred circle, because I believe mm. that's, that's how we can actually have that change, right? It isn't going to yeah, be yeah. 100%. It's all of us connecting that matrix and that grid of light and really visualizing that too around the globe and, and really seeing that penetrating into the greatest places of darkness and those great extremes of darkness and breaking that up and bringing it into the light for integration. Mm, that's beautiful. And actually what I saw when I saw the circle of beings, I saw bodies, but they were light bodies. So exactly, exactly that. That's, that's perfect. Oh, I love it. And I feel yeah. like what's happening as we move through this portal. And also for those that weren't able to see the cards, there was um, you know, uh, there was an image of a hand with a lot of greenery coming out of it with the resistance card. And it's interesting because one of the themes that I've really been feeling for 2021 is collective thriving. And so that mm. speaks to that. It, it like has the light, it has the radiance, it has the new life coming out of this like determined, you know, fist of change that like that fist symbol is such a powerful symbol of like, I'm the sacred revolutionary really that like I'm mm -hmm. revolutionary. I am helping to ignite this revolution of love and reconnection to the body and the earth and each other in that web of life. And I, what I love about this is it's a feminine hand. Yeah. It's the, it's the divine feminine. That's feminine Christ coming back. Feminine. Yes. Yes. Oh, love it so much. Oh, thank you so much for being with us here mm -hmm. today, joining us on the podcast. And thank you for your powerful work in the world and just standing as an ecstatic embodied leader, doing the work, spreading the love of Oracle. And it's really been such an honor to have you with us and to receive your medicine today, sister. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that we got to chat and, and talk about all this. And anytime you want to talk Oracle cards, I'm here. Yay. Can't <laughs> wait. Uh, we'll see you all soon, beloveds. Bye for now. To find out more about our incredible guest today, visit www.jenniferblumenthal.com. Trillions of years of evolution and revolution led to you. It's time to remember who you truly are and why you're here at this most powerful time in human history. It's time to allow your full spiritual magnificence and the raw truth of who you are to come forth. It's time to be lit up and turned on and blazing true because the world needs your unique soul sparkle now more than ever. So remember, someone out there needs you. Are you willing to finally come out of hiding and live your life so that they can find you? I'll leave you with that question for now, beloved, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with your beloveds and come on over to LaineyLoveDolby.com where you'll receive a free Soul Sparkle starter kit so you can begin your own journey to ignite your revolutionary potential today.